to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's up? Welcome to Mind Your Hormones. I am really pumped for today's podcast episode because so many of you, maybe you, have been wondering about progesterone levels. And so many of my clients have been experiencing symptoms of low progesterone. This has been just such a huge conversation. A lot of women will who will DM me in my DMs, obviously, who will message me on Instagram, will be talking to me about things that they're experiencing. And a lot of it comes from low progesterone levels because this is a very common imbalance when it comes to our hormones because of our modern way of living and because we don't even know what actually causes us to reduce our progesterone levels. So this is going to be a two-part series. The first part is today's episode, which we are talking about the cause of low progesterone and symptoms of low progesterone. So you could see, you know, maybe if this is something you're experiencing with as well as when to get your blood levels tested for it and the optimal levels of progesterone so that if you do get blood work done, you know what to look out for because the normal ranges are not always optimal, which I talk about a lot on this podcast. So that is what today's episode is about. And then next Friday, episode 165 will be part two, where I'm giving you three easy ways that you could support and boost up your progesterone levels. So let's get into it. If you don't know what progesterone is, you're like, Corinne, I don't even know what you're talking about. Progesterone is a sex hormone that is created in our body from ovulation, which is why I talk so much about the importance of ovulation, whether you are trying to get pregnant or you're not. It is so important because it produces this hormone progesterone. And progesterone, you've probably heard of estrogen, right? Progesterone counterbalances estrogen. It is the yin yin to estrogen's yang. And estrogen thickens your lining, your uterine lining. Progesterone thins it. Estrogen um, will, in high amounts, can promote breast cancer, whereas progesterone can prevent it. Progesterone will boost your thyroid hormone while estrogen can suppress it. So it's not that either is better than the other. We need both of these hormones. They're both very, very crucial. Right now, it might look like I just painted a picture where estrogen is horrible for our body. It's not that it's bad. We need estrogen. Low estrogen levels is is another issue that some women face, which I'll do other podcast episodes on that. But the point is for you to see that we need both of them and they need to work together and balance each other out. So the issues come when progesterone is too low in relation to estrogen and that's when things kind of get a little out of control, okay? So that's how they work together. And progesterone, its main job is really to hold onto and nourish a pregnancy. That's really what it is intended to do. However, it does so much else in our body, which if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably already know this because I talk about it all the time. Because when I wasn't getting a period for two years, and then the two years before that, really like 
the decade before that, it was irregular and I wasn't ovulating. I had no idea that it was a big deal because I wasn't trying to get pregnant. I didn't know that I wasn't creating progesterone and how important it is really in our body. So progesterone, yes, it holds on to and nourishes a pregnancy, but it also reduces inflammation. It helps promote sleep and relaxation because it calms our nervous system so we can better cope with stress, which is so freaking helpful. It supports our bones, our metabolism, and our muscles, and it protects against heart disease, which is so freaking powerful. So let's get into some of the symptoms that you could be experiencing that are red flags to let you know like, ooh, you might have low progesterone. Let's really get this checked out. Let's make sure that we're ovulating. Let's make sure we're tracking it because these are some red flags. So here's the list of symptoms. A short luteal phase, which if you're unfamiliar with the phases, I talk about it a lot on the podcast too, but we have four phases to our cycle and the luteal phase is about the 10 to 14 days before we get our period. So about those two weeks before you get your period. If you have a luteal phase that is less than 11 days, less, yeah, really like less than 11 days, that is a short luteal phase. And your luteal phase begins right after you ovulate and right before you get your period. So it's that, that phase in between there. So if you have a short luteal phase, which it's less than 11 days, that's a sign that you have low progesterone levels. If you experience a lot of cervical mucus in your luteal phase, that's another sign of low progesterone. Any PMS symptoms like the mood swings and, you know, the the uh, chronic, not chronic, the really well-known PMS symptoms that we are deeming normal in our society that aren't normal, that's a sign of low progesterone. Anxiety, spotting or bleeding before your full flow of a period is another sign. Even if, you know, if that spotting is brown or even if part of your period is brown, that could also be a sign of low progesterone. Recurrent miscarriages or trouble conceiving um, and heavy or really long periods like periods that are longer than seven days is a sign of low progesterone levels because what can happen is when we have these low levels of progesterone, our estrogen is in excess to that progesterone level. So it doesn't mean that you have too much estrogen when you look on a blood test, but it means that in relation to that progesterone level, you might have too much estrogen, which is why your heavy, your flow is going to be really heavy and really long because again, estrogen builds up that uterine lining and progesterone thins it. So if you didn't have enough progesterone to thin that uterine lining out, it's going to be super heavy and super long. So those are the symptoms. Let me just recap them really quick. Short luteal phase, less than 11 days cervical mucus in the luteal phase, PMS, anxiety, spotting or bleeding before your full flow of a period where you like actually need to put a cup in or a tampon or a pad, whatever it is, obviously non-toxic, please. <laughs> um, recurrent miscarriages, trouble conceiving and heavy or really long periods. These are all symptoms of low progesterone levels. Now, of course, there could be other things going on, right? We're multifaceted, which is why working with someone is really important, but these are some classic low progesterone signs. Now, what actually causes that? If you're like, okay, Corinne, I have five of these. I have every single one. I have two of the things you just talked about. Where is this coming from? What's actually causing it? So there are a few different things that, of course, can be causing these low progesterone levels. Number one is that you're not regularly ovulating. That is the number one thing to look at. If you have low progesterone levels, we have to look at the fact if you are regularly 
ovulating. And the only way to do that is to make sure that you are tracking your basal body temperature, your cervical mucus, your cervical positioning. I have many podcast episodes on this. I'll link those all below. Um, It's really important to know that you're actually ovulating. And using OPKs, ovulation predictor kits, are not actually telling you that you ovulated. So that is not a really um, proper way to track your ovulation. The OPKs, a lot of people will start using these when they're trying to conceive. And this just lets you know that there is a spike in your LH levels, your luteinizing hormone. It doesn't actually tell you that you ovulated. So that is not a way to let you know that you're ovulating. So number one cause of low progesterone is that you're not regularly ovulating. So make sure that you are checking that. Okay, we're taking a little pause because I know that you are someone that really wants to prioritize and support your gut health and your sleep, and that you want to make sure that you're using quality supplementation, which is exactly why I brought on Gut Personal as a sponsor for our show. Gut Personal is woman-owned and funded, which you know I love over here, and it is disrupting the gut health industry, the gut supplement industry, by by really personalizing their supplements to fit your specific needs by providing a short quiz for you to take that will lead you to the supplements that can support you and your individual needs, which is so freaking cool. I love it. And what's also really cool about them is that they have a feature on their site where you can directly contact a registered dietitian. If you have any questions, if you want to talk about the specific supplements, uh, sorry, the specific symptoms that you are experiencing so they can help point you in the right direction. If you have any questions about your quiz, it's such a cool feature that this is just another way that they are really disrupting this gut supplement industry. So you already know that I only recommend brands that I personally use, that I respect, and that I trust. So you know I'm using these products also. So I want to talk to you about two specific products that I use daily from Gut Personal that I love and I think that you're really going to love as well. The first is the Miracle Worker Magnesium, and the second is the Sunshine Plus Vitamin D. So the Miracle Worker Magnesium, I mean, when I tell you that this drastically changed the way I sleep, I literally can't even explain it, but uh, it of course does so much more than that. Magnesium is extremely important for hormone health. We are very deficient in magnesium as a society because of the low uh, mineral level of our soil, because of our stress levels. Magnesium is needed for hormone health in every Every single situation. It helps your gut. It helps your nervous response. I did a whole podcast episode on magnesium that I will link below, but I love the Miracle Worker Magnesium. They have a powdered version and a capsule version. I personally love the powdered version. It has a really awesome natural strawberry flavor that I literally love having at the end of the night. It's like a little mocktail. I put it in a wine glass with room temperature water, swirl it up with a little spoon and just like love having it. It's absolutely amazing and it is so awesome for your sleep. So I highly recommend that one. And the second one that I use and recommend is the Sunshine Plus Drops. Now, again, this is a vitamin D supplement and vitamin D is crucial for thousands of functions in our body. It supports our immune system, our fertility, everything, our mood. Like It's so, uh, so powerful. I have another episode on this that I can link below as well. 
But the reason why I love this vitamin D supplement, aside from other ones that I used to take, is because there is a dropper option as well as a capsule one. I am using the dropper one because I like that you can customize it to the amount of vitamin D that you personally need because each drop is a thousand IUs. Now, of course, you need to be working with someone to really know the exact amount that you should be taking, but in general, most of us are deficient in this as well, especially if you're not in a sunny climate all the time, but usually about 5,000 IUs is a good marker to start taking, but depending on what's in your multivitamin, if it has vitamin D, it's really nice. You could customize it. And I also love that it's very absorbable when you take it in a liquid form. And this vitamin D, their sunshine plus has vitamin K in it, which helps your body actually absorb the vitamin D. So I'm completely obsessed with them. You get 10% off anything in their store just because you're a mind your hormones listener and they are a sponsor of our show. So if you want to go check these supplements out, use code Corinne at checkout to save 10%. That's C-O-R-I-N-N-E at gut personal. Of course, if you're running, you're walking with your dog, you're driving, you're rushing around, whatever you're doing, I will put the link in the show notes so you can check them out. I highly recommend them. And if you have any questions at all, shoot me a message on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. I would love to help you with this. And if you have been taking them and you've been loving them, I would love to hear your feedback because I just love talking to people about this because I'm like, oh my God, I know. Isn't it amazing? So come reach out to me. I would love to support you in this. And I hope that you check them out and love them as much as I do. Now let's get back into today's show. The second thing is that you are on hormonal birth control or you came just recently came off of hormonal birth control and recently could look like a month ago, could look like a year ago, especially if you didn't properly prepare yourself to come off, you could 100% still be experiencing low progesterone levels. And the reason for that is because when you're on hormonal birth control, you are your um, ovulation is not working. It's turned off. So you're not producing any progesterone. And you, be, you might be like, yeah, Corinne, but I'm on a progestin pill. Like I have progestin in my hormonal birth control. Yes, but progestin is the synthetic form of progesterone. It is not the same as the actual hormone we produce from ovulating. So it does not give you the same benefits. It robs you of that calming, you know, relaxing your nervous system, which is why a lot of people experience anxiety on hormonal birth control. And it robs you of all the beneficial effects of progesterone because it's the synthetic form of it. So it is not the same at all. So that's another huge reason. If you are on hormonal birth control or you recently came off of it, even if that recent might be a year ago and you're still experiencing some of these issues that I just talked about, that is a cause of it for sure because you're not ovulating when you do that. So it kind of ties into number one with you're not regularly ovulating, but I really needed to specifically point that out because you might be listening and thinking that, oh no, I'm ovulating or I'm getting my period because I'm on birth control. I see I'm bleeding every month, so I'm good to go. But as you know, if again, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, that's not a real period because a real period comes after ovulation and you are not ovulating on birth control. I have other podcast episodes on that too. If you're new here, I will link those below as well. So those are two common causes of low progesterone levels as well as stress. Stress is a huge reason why people have low progesterone levels. And this is why I talk so much about this with my clients, because this is something where this will be like the last thing that we address in our lifestyle. We will change what we're eating sooner than when we then changing our stress levels or, or changing our life to support our stress levels. It's like, okay, I'll add this food in. I'll take this food out. I'll do this workout. I'll do this workout. But when I mention, okay, how about maybe setting boundaries or meditating? 
something like these things that are going to help with your stress levels. You know, what about this? There's always more resistance around it because it takes more work. Let's be honest. It takes more work to really change the things that you're doing day in and day out and to push against the grain of this go, go, go busy as a badge of honor. I'm like stressed out society that we live in. And this stress, the reason why stress is such a huge problem for progesterone levels is because when we are stressed out and when that fight or flight, right? Fight or flight mode, we have an autonomic nervous system and there are two parts to it. The parasympathetic, which is the rest and digest nervous system and the sympathetic, which is the fight or flight nervous system. When you are stressed out, you're in that fight or flight. And this stress could be from anything. If you might be like, no, no, I'm not stressed out, Corinne. A lot of my clients will say, no, 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 I'm not stressed out. And then we'll get talking. I'm like, "Mm, sounds like you're a little stressed, right? Like, is that a stress could come from so many things. It could come from a nasty email you got from a coworker or someone you work with, a fight with your partner, or you know, planning a wedding and you're you're in that mindset of, oh, planning a wedding means it has to be stressful. Or traveling could even be stress on your body. Getting sick could be a stress on your body. But that's like, you know, more nuanced. But I mean day-to-day stuff of being in traffic, rushing around, not setting boundaries, and doing a ton of things that you don't actually want to be doing because you didn't want to have the conversation with somebody to tell them no and explain why, or not even explain why, just say no, which is a complete sentence to being invited to where you wanted to go because you just simply don't want to. Instead of booking every single weekend out with things that you don't actually want to do, not setting boundaries, all these things create stress in our body. And our body does not know the difference between that kind of stress and being chased by a tiger. So whenever this type of stress comes up in our body, it raises our cortisol level, which is one of our main stress hormones. And when cortisol is chronically raised up, it actually requires your body to use progesterone to create more cortisol. So this is now taking, maybe you did ovulate, you're like, I'm ovulating, Corinne. I'm checking my shit. I got, I'm wiping to see that cervical mucus. I'm every morning, I'm checking my basal body. I am on it. I'm ovulating. Let's go. But you're still experiencing these low progesterone symptoms. This could be because maybe you ovulated and produced progesterone. However, maybe you are overly stressed out. Even this could even look like not eating enough and you have low amount of calories, low amount of protein, healthy fats in your body, or over-exercising and causing that chronically high level of cortisol that is creating your body to use progesterone levels to produce more cortisol just to keep up with you. This is such a huge cause of low progesterone. It's honestly that and ovulating, or not ovulating, I should say, those are the top three causes. Not ovulating regularly. Number two is being on hormonal birth control or recently coming off of hormonal birth control. And number three, stress. These are huge causes of low progesterone levels. So if you are someone who is experiencing any of these symptoms that we just talked about, really take a look at your life. Are you tracking your ovulation? If you're like, "Mm, no, I actually don't know for sure that I am. Make sure you track that. And spoiler alert, again, in case you're new here, getting a period at the end of the month, like bleeding, not the end of the month, whenever during the month, bleeding is not a sign that you ovulated. So being sure that you are fully tracking it to know that you ovulated. Again, I'll put episodes for that below. So 
check that out. Look at your life. Oh, okay. I'm not tracking that. All right. Let me start tracking that. Or no, no, no. I know I'm ovulating. Let me look at my stress levels. Right. And of course things could go deeper than this. If you're like, Corinne, I'm really managing my stress. Like I'm doing all these things. I don't feel stressed out. I'm ovulating, but I still have low progesterone levels. Then of course that could be the time where you want to go get blood tested. You want to work with someone to really see what else is going on. But I really want to talk about the major causes that I see like really commonly across all my clients that I've probably ever worked with, most all of them, I'm trying to think of, I mean, it's so hard to think of all of them off the top of my head, but most all of them, I'd say the majority have had low progesterone levels. So those are the symptoms. Those are the causes. I'll do a little wrap up at the end, but first, before we wrap this episode up, I want to go over really quickly of when to test for progesterone levels and the numbers to look for. Because what I mistakenly did before I got into this field, when I was testing my levels, I would just go whenever, right? My doctor would be like, okay, yeah, just book whenever, come on in, you'll get your test done. I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't know that it mattered when to test specific things, especially when you're testing estrogen and progesterone levels. It's very important you do them at a specific time. So for progesterone levels, when you are testing this, it needs to be one week after you ovulate and recognize that I did not say on day 21, on day 14, like, you know, whatever, everybody's ovulation date is different. So tracking your ovulation. So you know, the day that you ovulated and then booking your blood test or your blood work a week after ovulation is when you want to test it. Why? Because like we talked about, uh, ovulation creates progesterone. So we want to give your body time for that corpus luteum, which is the, when you ovulate your follicle bursts, an egg pops out. And then that follicle where the egg was in it now turns into the corpus luteum. And that is what is producing progesterone. So you want to give your body some time to see like, okay, did I actually ovulate? Is it producing enough progesterone? So one week after ovulation is when you want to get tested and then your blood test. Now this is from the period repair manual. I just want to cite this really quickly. The numbers I'm about to give you are from the period repair manual, which I've talked a lot about this book throughout the podcast. It is by, um, Lara Bryden. She's amazing. I will link that book below if you're interested in that, but the test should read, if you tested after ovulation, three nanograms per milliliter. Now, if it is lower than that three nanograms per milliliter, you did not ovulate or you tested at the wrong time. Now, this is not the optimal level, okay? But this is the level where it's showing you that if it's lower than that three nanograms per milliliter, it's telling you that you did not ovulate or you just tested at the completely wrong time. Like maybe you tested it in your follicular phase before ovulation even occurred and you're getting this number. That's why it has to be a week after ovulation. So that three nanograms per milliliter, this is the level where it's like, okay, you ovulated. It's letting you know that you ovulated. Anything less than that is telling you you did not ovulate. However, we don't just want the bare minimum levels around here. We want to be thriving. We want to make sure we are in optimal levels. So healthy progesterone levels, especially if you are somebody who is trying to conceive, this is needed to hold onto and nourish a pregnancy. So whenever I'm working with clients, it's very, important, especially if they're trying to conceive that this number is higher. So the healthy progesterone reading is 10 nanograms per milliliter. Honestly, the higher, the better, but 10 is a great like marker to look for in your blood work. So if you are going to get your blood work tested, of course, be sure to be working with someone to help you read everything and and get everything sorted out. But maybe you recently got it done and you just want to look over your numbers and your doctor is telling you that maybe it's fine at that three. And you really know like, Hey, that's really just like the bare 
bare minimum. Look at it and look for 10 nanograms per milliliter. The higher, the better with progesterone levels. Okay. So let me just wrap this up really quickly. Progesterone again is created from ovulation. Low progesterone symptoms could be a short luteal phase. Again, the luteal phase is about the 10 to 14 days before your period. So anything less than that 11 to 10 days in your luteal phase is a sign of a short luteal phase, which is a sign of low progesterone. Cervical mucus in the luteal phase, PMS symptoms, anxiety, spotting or bleeding before your full flow of a period, recurrent miscarriages, trouble conceiving, heavy or really long periods. These are all signs of low progesterone. Now, other things could also be going on. There could be a thyroid issue, especially because progesterone and your thyroid are tightly connected. So again, this isn't just like, oh, this is exactly what's going on. All these things mean I definitely have low progesterone. Yes, but there could be other things happening. Okay. So those are the symptoms. Common causes are not regularly ovulating, being on hormonal birth control or recently coming off of it, and being chronically in fight or flight mode from stress. And again, you want to test your progesterone levels a week after ovulation, and you want to look for that healthy level of 10 nanograms per milliliter. And if it is lower than the three nanograms per milliliter, you you either are not ovulating or you did not test it at the proper timing. Woo, that was a mouthful. Okay, I love you. I hope you have an amazing day. Check out and stay tuned for part two of this series where I'm gonna now talk to you about three ways, simple ways that you can really help support and boost up these progesterone levels. And that will be episode 165 that is going to come out next Friday. So be sure to stay tuned for it. If you love this episode, I would love for you to come let me know on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. If you know somebody that's maybe struggling with fertility or uh, you know miscarriages or not getting a period or any of these things, I would love if you could share it with them and help me spread this word because it's really important. I wish I had this information when I was struggling, which is why I'm here with you now. So I love you. I hope you have an awesome day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.